Welcome back to All Things Apostolic. We've recently been talking about Gen Z, some of the research, and also interviewing pastor and youth pastor Boston Young. We're going to be continuing that interview today. So definitely with um, Generation Alpha, it's monitoring the what and the how often. Yeah. But it is a little easier because they're young. Yeah, still yeah exactly. Well, that's why I'm not, I'm obviously, my kids are two and a half and right. four months. So it's right. not, I'm not the expert here on that. <laughs> that's, I'm doing my best still. So if you have any advice. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, but then back to the Gen Z, what would you... Um, what do you, any final recommendations for that particular population? Uh, so for Gen Z, I would say my single, first off, my single most important thing for them is purpose. Mm. Uh, but what I would say a way to access that purpose is Gen Z has a tendency to gamify things. And if we understand that, we can properly tap into that and mm -hmm. they can overcome some major major strongholds quite a lot easier not easy easily mm -hmm. but with a lot more confidence intentionality. intentionality yeah yeah so so elaborate on that a little more yeah so for instance i have i was preaching a sermon and i to the youth group to to my to my youth group yeah okay. to, so we have this is, I don't know, anywhere from 120 to 160, depending on the time of year. Okay. And I'm preaching, and I, I honestly, I didn't study it out or think about it. There was, there was no anything. It was just kind of light commentary. And I lined out all the things that they were getting right. Mm. And I lined up how many things they, they were doing right. Just went down the list of how they're dressing, how they're acting, how they carry themselves the majority of the time, how they... Okay, so I went down that whole list. Because like you said, Gen Z are doing a lot of They're things right. They're doing a right. lot of things right. Yeah. They're doing a lot of things good. And then I asked them, you know, where, where are you wanting to go? Think about where you're wanting to go. Mm -hmm. Think of all the things you're doing right to get yourself to where you're wanting to because go. Because they're very purpose-oriented. Very purpose-oriented. Uh -huh. And then look at the things that you're not doing, the things in your life that are your shortcomings, and the things that are keeping you from that. The, the, what is the, what is the big sin in your life? The thing that like, you're afraid if God came back tonight, you wouldn't go to heaven. Okay. Well, that just removed this big, the, the big issue in their life just became one issue, one little issue. I know it's not if it, so the kids addicted to pornography, that's a big issue. It's not a right. little issue, right. but it's one thing they're getting all these things, right. They're living their life 90% right. And then there's this one issue mm -hmm. that's tripping them up. Mm -hmm. Well, what? And that, they're probably feeling a lot of and condemnation. And they're feeling condemnation and they go to bed guilty every night and there's shame. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Well, they're getting this one thing wrong and they're doing all this right. They're getting this one thing or two things, whatever it is, a right. few things wrong. Well, they have Gen Z or purpose. So if we can pour purpose, if we preach purpose and vision and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. into them or teach is you have... These, these kids that this is where I'm trying to go, this is where I'm trying to go, and I'm doing all this stuff right to get there, and then there's just these one or two little things that I have to conquer. Well, they're, they're gamers. They mm -hmm. gamify things. They, mm. they, it turns into a game. It's, all right, I just got to conquer that one little thing. I got I to gotta break, okay, I'm addicted to pornography. I'm addicted to 
video games. I'm into whatever the thing is. All right, I just got to, I get mad often. All right, my anger is a, now a game. I've got to get that. I've got to conquer that. And then I can, and so it literally, it was, I've been at youth pastor for eight years. And that one little silly lesson I taught was probably, I would say, the most effective lesson I've ever taught because wow. they literally, and it, was, it wasn't that I did something good or preached something or taught or learned something. It was that I accidentally tapped into their, the way they think. Is mm-hmm. it, it's, so it was profound for them. Yes, it was profound. For, it wasn't profound for me or you, it was, <laughs> but for them, yeah. it was, that's their mind. That's yeah. how they think is, all right, it's just one obstacle that I have to overcome. I'm doing all this right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. Okay, to get to the next level, I have to kill this giant. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just fight that. They've grown up fighting giants right. over and over and over. Right. So now they just have to fight one giant to get. So for me, with Gen Z, the first thing I would say is the purpose. Because if they aren't going towards a purpose, they're not going anywhere. So you can't, yeah. you can't preach. All right, get this out of the way so you can get to your purpose. You can't tell them, you can't explain to them, you can't guide them or direct them if there's no purpose. Mm-hmm. So purpose is the first thing. Helping them see it. Helping them see their A purpose. God given what purpose what is, for themselves. What what is their purpose? <clears throat> Why are they <clears throat> here? What what goal do what are they pursuing in life? Are they just mm-hmm. living out their life? Uh, what what is it actually for? So that's number one. But then number two, recognizing the the barriers, the the things which for mm-hmm. Gen Z most of the problems are technological face, mm-hmm. you know, it, across the full gamut, either too much time, pornography, watching movies, whatever it is, right. is there some, most Gen Z, that's where the problems are. Uh, they're very, Gen Z are very, they don't do drugs a lot. Some do, but they look down on drugs and alcohol, a lot of Gen Z. Uh, they're very clean, statistically, mm-hmm. teen pregnancy is way down. All Just go down the list, most of the vices that we, that Societal vices; yeah. those are way down. So, which is very interesting. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm I'm very pro. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also is when you can all right show them purpose, and then re- recognize all right. So, these are all the things you're doing right. Lay them out. These are the positives, mm-hmm. and then here's your negatives. To get here, you have to overcome. You're spending four hours a day. Can we cut that down to thirty minutes a day? or something that's doable for you at this mm-hmm. point. And can we kill that de- demonic pornography in your life? Okay, because once we do that, you have now are capable of stepping up to the next level. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's revolutionary. And why do you think that they aren't as prone to some of the traditional vices? Because they've seen the millennials. <laughs> oh, okay. So they've seen the results of the previous they've generation seen the results that they don't of want. my generation. And okay. I, I don't think they want, they've seen the results of where that gets you. So. And they want something different yeah. for themselves. And they have, this is the thing with the positive of social media and the negative, both sides, mm-hmm. is that they compare themselves to the greatest people. Okay. Mm. So the local church, okay, so we'll use a church example, is at, for a youth pastor, my youth, are the youth group I grew up in, are used to youth groups in the past will say they compared they didn't compare their youth pastor to anyone his preaching a youth pastor preaches like um whoever the youth pastor is mm-hmm. that's well what they the didn't really is. have access to hear anybody exactly else's, right well now okay. they compare themselves to every youth pastor oh they compare me to every youth pastor to see if 
I, okay, so that's a funny church deal, but they, they look, all right, so at 16 years old, they can look on the internet and see 100 multimillionaire 16-year-olds. They can see 16-year-olds who bought their own Lamborghini off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. They, they can see 16-year-olds that are making hundreds of, th- they can see 16-year-olds that are changing the world and removing all plastic from the oceans. They can see 16-year-olds that invented this. They can see 16-year-olds that are beautiful. They can see, si- so. It brought in It brought their- in their view. So there's okay. a double, there's a double-edged sword of that. Is number one, it's bad because they never feel like they're accomplished because mm-hmm. no matter how good they are, yes. they're, they're, no matter how good they are as a kid, Okay, I didn't grow up with that. When I was 16, I wasn't comparing myself. I was comparing myself to my friend group, but I wasn't comparing myself to some dude in England or right. some dude in... You go, so right. I just compared myself to my immediate surroundings. Well, you have right. 16-year-olds that they're comparing themselves to everyone in the world's best. The Because be, you don't put your worst on right. Instagram. You put your best on Instagram right. or TikTok or whatever it is. So... That's the negative side that we love to focus on how negative they're comparing. And that's bad for the, I'm sure that leads to, I'm not the psychologist. That, so the, that's, there's going to be depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. Because whatever. of the comparisons. Yes. But right. the positive of that is you look and you're trying to achieve. So if you're trying to achieve something great, you recognize, all right, XYZ teenage billionaire is not doing drugs because she's working an 18 hour day. It's mm-hmm. 18. So 16. So, so you're trying to live your life by a higher metric. And so you remove societally now church, we're in a different right. category, but societally that's where a lot of the better numbers as far as drug and alcohol use and stuff like that are going down because there's a, they're, they're focusing on different things. And then, as you mentioned, once they can kind of see that purpose for themselves, which I think hopefully the church is a big part of having them see how it ties back into the kingdom of God. But once they have that purpose, you can kind of appeal to them from a gamification context. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, that's the 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 it really is funny, but it is so real. With boys and girls? With boys and girls. Yeah, it's a it's a. Because it's not just a, uh, the gamer ph- phenomena is not just gamers. It's not just, it's a general, so uh, they, even their language, they, there's people, like there's a diss that you call someone is, we're, we're old, so we'll, we won't get it right. But it's someone who has no personality and who's dead that you, you call them, there's a title for it, but you call them this particular thing player in a video game okay that and that just just exists it's an it's a player that's not doing anything it's not just a placeholder it's just a play it's like one of those when you're playing the video game and it's just someone that's just there kind of for looks but so even into our in gen z's language that's bled in oh wow and so it's a part so it's for guys and girls is there's an element of the reality we live in today Mm -hmm. that's bled in it's not just a guy thing or a girl thing it's Mm -hmm. A generational thing. So maybe those who are struggling with the depression or anxiety are doing the comparisons and viewing themselves negatively in comparison. Yes. But on the flip side, they could see the comparisons, and if they have um, a strong identity in God, then they could use it for the positive and see, look at what I could attain. Yeah, exactly. And so this is where I, I just want to be clear: is like. It, I, there's a huge separation in 
my studies academically and what I've experienced from a church perspective. Okay. Because there's a complete different goals and visions. And, right. You know, uh, the average kid in my youth group doesn't want to be a TikToker. Okay, right. so that's a, there's there's a huge disparity <laughs> because there's a disparity of purpose. It's, right. This is all right. about trying to get wealthy, and this is about purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. about a bigger purpose. Right. So I just want to clarify that. Okay. But what you're saying is true. Is the the connection to purpose for the church kids yeah. is what really, really separates them. And this is what I would say the positive of social media for church kids is you're able to see people doing things, mm-hmm. bigger, bigger, more, th- more things, things that are outside of the box, things that ministerially you're able to, mm-hmm. you, you're able to access, you know, you're able to have, Pentecostal heroes. You're able to have. You're able to to access. You know. You you look at look, and see what's possible. Okay, yeah, you're able to see what's possible. So, or not even what's possible is just that. Like I can become that. Mm-hmm. Like I can look and see what they've been able to do, and you're able to track. Is like we'll use uh, Chad Scott is a is a. Gen Z. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Chad Scott was able to look at Stephen Jones and what Stephen Jones accomplished and view it from America. Missionaries. And, from mi- sorry. Missionaries. The rock yes. Missionaries <laughs> from the rock church. And so Chad was able to look Chad, that same thing that he's looking online and he's comparing himself. He's like, man, I'm not, I'm here. I need to be here. Yeah. I feel called to be a missionary. I want to be a missionary like Stephen Jones. Well, he can go on Instagram and look at what Stephen Jones is and yes, I mean, he's not getting to interact, but mm-hmm. I mean, Chad Scott would have not been interacting with day to day with Stephen. Stephen Jones lived in right. Honduras. There was right. no interaction because Chad lived in America. Right. So, but now you get to the point where now Chad Scott is the mm-hmm. missionary to Honduras. Mm-hmm. Well, that same trickle down effect is you have kids in our youth group that are now looking at Chad Scott and they're, they're looking at what, what's going on in Honduras and they're like, man, I can do that. I want to mm-hmm. do that. And all right. So. I had a kid yesterday that I was meeting with that was asking me, he, he was like, man, I want to be a missionary like Chad. What, what do I need to do wow. to get, what do I need to do to get there? Well, that's... And Chad's a relatively new Chad's missionary in the new. past year, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a year and a half, uh, maybe at the most. Yeah, year and a half. <clears throat> so, yeah. But he's saying... But he's already a role model to exactly. younger people saying, I want to be like that. And it's, so he sees that goal or that vision... And he sees what's what's going on, mm-hmm. whereas before, realistically, if we follow a historical model, is the only way that that fifteen-year-old kid that I was meeting with, that kid would not have gotten the missions newsletter mm-hmm. because he wouldn't have been giving him PIMs, so that kid would have had no clue what was going on in Honduras. But instead, he follows Chad on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so he sees every little post that the church does. He sees it and he's like, man, one day I want to do that. One day I, I want to do that. And if Chad can do that, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. And so he, he meets with his youth pastor yesterday and says, all right, what steps do I need to take? So he gamified it. What things mm-hmm. are keeping me from that? For this kid, it's not mm-hmm. sin or anything. It's he's 15, 16, you know, he's a young right. man. So there's a lot there's of things he's got. Yeah. Right. But what what things do I need to do? What do I need to start working on? How do I start to where I can get to where Chad is? Mm-hmm. And so 
it's a there's a purpose. So that kid that I met with yesterday, he's not he's not struggling with depression or anxiety because right. of what he sees on the internet. He's struggling with all right. I've got to I've got to go. I've got yeah. to I've got to work. I've got to figure out. I've got to study. I've got to pray. I've got, Which so, is what we want. Exactly. So there's yeah. there's positive and negatives. The mm-hmm. negatives outweigh the positives if there's no constraint and there's no strategy. Right. But if there's constraint, strategy, and vision, yeah. I think it's a great thing. And I think that's that's a great balance. Constraint, strategy, and vision. And then we can use social media to the advantage of our young people instead yeah. of having it um, to just cause them to self-destruct. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I love especially the connection with purpose. I think that's such a valuable part of what you've brought out of this. And it's especially relevant as apostolics because we want our lives to be tied to the larger mission of God and um, fulfilling our purpose in his kingdom since he has a purpose for each of us individually. So for young people, if they get that purpose, then they'll be more motivated to use social media for the good mm-hmm. and not for the bad. Yeah. And use absolutely. it towards becoming who they're supposed to become. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having pastor and youth pastor, I don't know what appropriate title for you, uh, Boston Young. It's been very informative. And I thank you for giving us that, a ministerial perspective on Gen Z.